So you don't believe the Earth is round? Well, I do believe it's round. It's just oh, not it. a ball. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. So two dimensionally. Two dimensionally round, round right? <laughs> This is the Radical Empathy Podcast from Jubilee Media. I am your host, John Regalado, and today we are going to talk to a flat earther. Neil Armstrong reporting there, no difficulty adapting to the one-sixth gravity of the moon. Okay, so where do we start? Where, where am I? So I am a producer and director at Jubilee Media. We are a media company that creates videos and films and now podcasts to inspire empathy and to bridge people together. This is the first ever episode of this podcast, and we're calling it Radical Empathy. Because we want to bridge human perspectives. We want to create a show that helps you kind of see where people are coming from. And that's our goal. Uh, Today we are going to talk about a word that we all have in common. If you have a brain, then you probably experience this word, and the word is belief. I believe in two things, discipline and the Bible. So what is a belief? Rather than going to a dictionary, I just pulled people aside in the office and I asked them, Ian, thank you for being in the first ever Jubilee podcast. What a pleasure. What a pleasure, John Regalado. Oh, well, thank you. Can you, just from your perspective, define belief? Oh, my gosh. Phil, I'm curious, what what is a belief best defined by Phil? Oh, God. What is a belief? Yeah. I guess it's just something you hold to be true. Obviously, like, religions fall under beliefs, but also anything you hold to be true. You know, like, we Mm. believe that there's, like, people on the other side of this door because we just saw them there. (laughs) Can you list off things that you believe then, like, right now in this moment? I believe I have a job. I believe that if I don't move my car by 4 p.m., I'll get a parking ticket. Uh, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Hmm, let's see. I believe in equal rights for all genders, sexualities, and races. I guess my belief is that the universe has a plan for you. Beliefs are essential to who we are. They're fundamental puzzle pieces that make up our sense of purpose. (laughs) And a lot of us have beliefs that we can't really prove. Uh... I'm probably not setting myself up for for convincing anyone by starting with this, but I essentially believe in the Jedi Force. The like you're the, gonna have the, to explain yeah, that. Yeah, the 21st century one, though, not the like one from the 80s <laughs> or 70s. My name is Aaron, and I'm a producer director at Jubilee Media. I believe that everything in the universe is linked. And that we are have this energy we are sharing with each other, and that there I don't necess, I don't believe in a god or in a power that is coming and making decisions for us, but that every decision we make and everything that happens around us is affecting and creating a chain reaction to everything around us. If everyone has beliefs, 
what do we do with somebody or how do we interact with somebody when they believe something that we disagree with? Hi, everyone. My name is Melody. You can call me Mel, and I am the head of community here at Jubilee Media. Do you think there are, are beliefs that shouldn't be allowed to exist? Yes. And how come? I think they can be really dangerous, depending on what they believe in. Because I think that's how, like, violence happens and, um... I feel like what we see right now is a lot of hate. And I think that's kind of like the result of that. But at the same time, I do think dialogue needs to happen to first understand why these people exist. One, zero, all engines running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. This is sort of a new and unusual problem that we have in the age of the internet. People have the ability to congregate online around any kind of belief. Something that has come up and has kind of been on the rise on the internet lately is this uh, phenomenon of flat earthers. Now, this seems kind of like an outdated issue. It seems like we figured out with Galileo and other scientists back in the day that the earth was actually not the center of the universe and that the earth was, in fact, a ball orbiting around a sun, but not everyone thinks that. And Shelly, who is our featured interview today, she thinks that the Earth is actually flat. Now I know what you're thinking. How can someone possibly think that the Earth is flat? Why are you giving this person a platform? Those are valid questions. I didn't want to bring Shelly in so that we could get in an argument and prove her wrong or prove her right. I wasn't really interested in the science of it. I was interested in the emotional story behind what brought Shelley to the place where she's at now. I think it's crucial to withhold judgment. It's important to ask yourself a question. Are there beliefs that you have that you can't prove? Are there beliefs that you have that are just as out there as believing that the world is flat. And what's interesting about Shelley's story is she is somebody who has experienced a tremendous amount of pain. So this is John Regalado sitting with Shelley Lewis, and we are here to talk about beliefs. Okay. And the reason I thought you would be the perfect person to start this podcast with is because you have a very unique belief. And can you kind of go into that? Sure. I have studied that the earth is flat mm -hmm. and have come to the conclusion that I agree with that. Yeah. So in like the internet sphere, we would just call you a flat earther. Is right. that correct? That's right. Yep, okay. A flat earther. I guess it's important to like full disclosure. I disagree with you. Yeah. Um, but I have not, you know, I'm not an astronaut, I'm not a physicist, not a scientist, so I'm not really an expert in this field. And I really enjoy talking to you and I really respect you, so Thank you. I'm not here to try and change your mind or prove you wrong. I really just want to explore your journey and to like hear it and to understand it. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I can relate to that position that you have because I also was in that same position. I did not believe it at all. And so I appreciate having the discussion. So let's start, I guess, like with your story. If you don't mind, I would love to just kind of like jump into it. I would love to share. Yeah. So just go for it. Go back to the way, way, way beginning. Sounds good. So I tell people that usually when you meet a flat earther, they didn't start there. Most people didn't come into flat earth immediately. Most people were on this journey, this quest to try to discover fringe things outside the box. And for me, um, my journey really begins when I was 12 years old. I went to space camp. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. And so I had this passion. I wanted to be the first female to walk the moon. And of course, I was immediately you know, up against ridicule, you know, how hard it is to get in. Didn't you see the right stuff? Like how impossible basically it was to get there. And so for the following five years, from the time I was in seventh grade to a senior in high school, there was a recipe that I followed to try to become an astronaut. So Buzz Aldrin went through um, West Point Mm -hmm. and Alan B. Shepard went the route of the Naval Academy. Plus, I had heard that to be an astronaut, it's better to learn on helicopters, right, Mm. than fixed wing. So I thought, well, the Army's going to be better for me to try to become a helicopter pilot. Um, And so I went through the academy. I got accepted to West Point. And then um, I did everything right, you know, basically jumped out of airplanes. I was running marathons, only to come down with this really mysterious illness my senior year. My my life was kind of hanging in the balance because I was really sick, plus I... You know, I was going through the academy and I had this graduation goal and they said, well, we have good news and bad news. They finally figured out what it was. And they said, the good news is you get to graduate. The bad news is, is you have lupus. I was diagnosed with undifferentiated connective tissue disease, meeting the criteria for lupus. And was it because of the lupus that it was just like this astronaut dream is kind of It's just not going to happen. Right. They said, well, the good news is you get to graduate. Mm -hmm. And the bad news is is you have lupus, so we're medically discharging you. Oh, wow. And so I kind of thought, well, there's no way. There's absolutely no way I can be an astronaut now because that path has already been kind Mm -hmm. of shut. Were you already married when you were at West Point? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I wasn't. Did you meet your husband there? No, so I met him when I was 12, a little girl. What? You yeah. met your husband when you were 12? Yeah, I met him, and we were just best buds. He'd walk me home from school, and he and I reconnected after I got out of the military. This is interesting. Backstory of my husband, when he was born, he had this clubbed hand, and it was deformed, and mm. um, but it never stopped him. He was a mechanic, and he was really good with his hands, and... Um, so anyway, so fast forward now, I decided to go with my friend to church and as I'm walking through the door, I see this gentleman holding the door open and I saw his hand Mm. and I'm like, I remember you from. That's so romantic. I know. I remember you from when we were little and we both had changed and we ever since were like just completely attached at the hip. We ended up getting married in 1998, and that was two years after I was diagnosed with lupus. 
and he kind of saw me kind of take a huge downturn. Mm-hmm. So and he was we, with you through all of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. And so then, like, fast forward to the whole flat Earth thing. It was the crash of 2008. Mm-hmm. Just getting hammered this morning. NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. And I had I was six months pregnant with my son at the time. And my husband, he worked in the automotive industry, and he lost his job. Mm-hmm. And I was a stay-at-home mom, and but raising my daughter. And I was pregnant with my son, and my husband lost his job. So for two years, he couldn't find anything. And I said, well, I'll just go back to work, and then you just bring me home when you find something. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, people weren't getting their cars fixed. I mean, it was pretty tough in 2008. And so so it was 2010. It was like January of 2010. And I remember my husband, we had these Netflix subscriptions. There's a better way to rent movies. As many as you want for only $17.99 a month. And And he would get like videos and, you know, back... That was when the DVDs, yeah, yeah. Yes, you would like mail them back and stuff. Well, he had watched this one video. It was called Something Happened, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. It is simply impossible for this picture to have been taken with sunlight on the moon. It is clear that these scenes were lit with artificial light. I came home from work one day and he's like, I gotta tell you this crazy video that I watched. <laughs> and he's like, I think the moon landings are fake. Or, oh, or okay. he's like, Because so of this film. This film. And he said, Well, when you look at their evidence, it's like, this is crazy. At the time, I was like, Oh, that's ridiculous. I don't know why anybody would ever believe something stupid like that. Like, mm-hmm. so stupid. That is dumb. I just filed it in the back of my head as like so ludicrous. Like, who would ever believe such a thing? Because I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to walk on the moon. I love these guys. Like, these were my heroes. And then in May of 2010, my husband was tragically killed. He was riding his bicycle. And um, it, it, it broke me in half. Um, Mm -hmm. because I I mean I loved him so much and I knew him since I was so little and just to reconnect and um, so I kind of went into like this um, really like re re questioning phase yeah. Of like, who is God, and why would you let this happen? And you have this marriage; people are happy, and mm. they love each other, and you have beautiful children together, and it's a real family. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really went into um, this questioning phase again of, what do I believe? just kind of praying again what do you want me to do with my life and I started like just cooking mm-hmm. I became like in, obsessed with healthy cooking because it kind of pulled me out of that funk Yeah. and I got a call to come work at a, a place to be um, like a chef from for a lifestyle center and so I started cooking for people who are really sick so fast forward to like 2014 2015 so I've been like chefing for a while and um, 
a friend of mine who I've been on Facebook groups with started talking about this moon landing nonsense again. <laughs> Where did these friends come from? Are these church friends? Are these church just friends, friends? Facebook friends. Yeah, okay. it's just like this avalanche of flat earth stuff started coming So out. it was just people who were already in your network right. and who you kind of had shared, you had common interests with? Yes, okay, exactly. Got it, got it. And so a friend of mine starts talking about this this moon landing nonsense stuff. And I thought, <laughs> you guys are crazy and you're going to make us all look crazy. So yeah. just stop. Mm -hmm. So I went after these guys and I'm like, look, give me your best evidence. The gentleman's name, I, I, I won't give his name, but he put a picture up on Photoshop mm -hmm. of a picture from the moon of the earth. And he took some of the um, luminance values down or up or raised them. And sure enough, you can see that it's like this square image pasted. And then it started sparking that thing my husband told me. I think the moon landings are fake. And all of a sudden, I became super motivated to like study this out. And uh, yeah, so when I started seeing that and I started putting other pieces together, it looked like really a, ba a botched job about the moon landing. And then this this whole moon landing thing said, I said, well, that doesn't make the earth flat. Mm -hmm. Just because like some of the pictures might be fake. I mean, we know that we don't know the reasons why, but sometimes the government will lie to us for national security reasons or whatever. Uh, but that doesn't mean the earth is flat. Mm -hmm. And so I said, that's a huge jump to make. But then as I started going down that whole rabbit hole. And when you say rabbit hole, I mean, where was all this taking place? Where were you doing a lot of my research? all this exploration? Yeah. Yeah. So I did a lot of my research, um, of course, YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then people will kind of say, well, YouTube is not a place to do research. And I kind of look at it as independent journalist. Mm -hmm. um, or even if you're in school and somebody stands up and says, here's my report. This mm -hmm. is what I did. And they present it to the classroom is here's my report. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was taking in a lot of the reports and then sifting through it all. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then I went through just more of the um, opposing it violently in my own. Well, I know what physics tells us about gravity. I know that, you know, just constantly analyzing everything. And then when you start saying, okay, well, maybe that might be false. Doesn't mean everything is false. Mm -hmm. And then going to like, wow, okay, so the earth is flat. And so this is a good time to, I guess, break down. So you don't believe the earth is round. So can you kind of describe what the shape you is. think the earth is? Like, how is all that working? Okay, so, um, well, I do believe it's round. It's just oh, not a it. ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So two-dimensionally round. Two-dimensionally round, <laughs> right. <laughs> so the way I see it is it's like you're in a real-life Truman Show. We're mm -hmm. living in a tranium with a container. And you have the sun and the moon that are moving, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And the stars all are inside this firmament. Essentially, you're saying, you know, there are people in power mm -hmm. who are suppressing the knowledge of the model that you guys are suggesting. Right. That is, and so how far up does that go? Like, 
Does Donald Trump, <laughs> does he know that the earth is flat and is he actively, sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. But no, it's, it's just, good. It's, it's a, a good question. It's a really imagine. good question. So this is, it is a grand scale conspiracy. However, I will say that the people in on it is very small. Mm-hmm. Oh, that oh, actually gotcha. know that actually know what's going on. It is very small. People in high places. Mm-hmm. Trump, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna answer. That. Can we just say yes? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> what are they hiding? Well, they're hiding Antarctica uh, because they've set up this this treaty where all these countries agree they're not going to touch it. It's like utopia. But yet everything else is all, you know, free for all. Like, let's go to war, let's fight. But we can't even, I can't even go to Antarctica and explore beyond the 60th parallel. It's, it's like forbidden. Yeah. What are they hiding? Well, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want, I'm not the right person to ask. Something, you know, I'm sure people bring this up to you all the time. Is like you know when with the death of your husband, he was the person who kind of started, like planted the seed mm-hmm. of doubt um, with the lunar landings. Yeah, and then he was just so tragically yeah ripped away with from your life, right? Like in such an unfair way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever feel like you're holding on to him through through this exploration? It's a good question. Do I feel like I'm holding on to him through this exploration? You know, I wish that he was here because I would love to go on this journey with him. Mm-hmm. I think he started, the, he sparked it. He sparked the the question that no one had ever, ever asked me before, right? Yeah. Um, and what do I think like he would feel about me going this path? I think he'd probably think I was absolutely nuts. Really? Because I don't think that at the time he knew what he was even like going down this pathway of... Um, so, but it's funny. I think things happen for a reason. I'm still of that opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I don't think there's no such, like the randomness of coincidences, you know, to me is, I, I believe that things happen for a reason. But there is a part of me that loves the idea that he started this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair though, I don't know if he would be a flat earther. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What I do think you, you just question things. Yeah. What do you, um, how do you go about it with your kids? Okay. That's a good question. So um, I present because they learn both ways. They've learned both They're ways. They're in school right now. I'm yeah. Just, so assuming. they learn, they learn both ways. I tell them, trust your senses, mm-hmm. question your sources, resist consensus. Mm. Why? Because we're, if you just want to be, um, you know, somebody who goes along with what everybody tells you to be true, you don't really question anything and you just become a robot in a way. What if we do a follow-up to this? Yeah. We find somebody to fund, uh, you and I both go to space. Would you do it? I would do it in a heartbeat. I don't know if I would do it because I'm <laughs> terrible, terrified of um, heights. heights but, okay. But if we both went up, you would... That would heartbeat. that would change your mind. It would change my mind, but then again, you'd have to tell me: is it low orbit? Like, yeah. how far are we going up? Because oh, it's yeah. only you got to go pretty far to yeah. see it. What would that feel like if you changed your mind? 
um, you know, I've been wrong before. Yeah. And what would it feel Me like? Too. Yeah. What would it feel like? Um, I think when, if your ultimate goal is truth, mm-hmm. um, and truth doesn't care about your feelings, right? Mm. Truth is truth. It's like, it can be cold and hard and, yeah. um, you know, I might go through some grieving, Yeah. but what would it feel like? I'd rather know the truth than not. I mean, would you be disappointed? Would I be disappointed? I was disappointed when I found out the earth was not a ball. I was disappointed. See, I felt the same way. This is interesting. I was so disappointed when I came to the conclusion, and you will disagree with this, but when I felt like I came to the conclusion that there is no God. I'd love to hear your story. I would love to hear your story, how you came to that. You know, I don't, I can't pinpoint an exact place. Went to a Catholic school. I never had any issues with the faith and I got a lot of joy out of it. I actually got into media through the church. That was like my first job. And then I was taking like geology courses and studying the earth and 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 we were just talking about time on a huge scale, millions of years. We were talking about evolution, millions of years. It was just all this, you know, science and information getting thrown at me. I was just taking the class to, to get the credit but it just started to chip away at this, the mechanics of like existence, the way I understood them. And I stopped seeing the world as this sort of maybe garden that was like watered by like God above. And I kind of saw it more as like a beautiful but chaotic ball fling, like flung into space. It just, it changed and my view of it changed gradually and then there was just one day you know there was there was like a moment and I still find myself praying sometimes but there was just a moment where I was praying and I was like I'm just talking to myself and that was when I was kind of like I guess I don't believe in God anymore it just like happened and it was kind of devastating but then There was also a lot of beauty in this idea of like life, including myself, can spring out of millions of years. And like, there's a lot of mystery there and there's no God maybe there, at least not in the way that I understood it, but that's still amazing. Um, And so like the wonder didn't leave, but the organization got totally scrambled. And it's just weird when you change your mind about something as big as that. That is a big one. That's How a much big that one. changes you. Yeah. And it, it changes you from the inside out. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Is there any part of you that, that wants to just go back to being status quo? being a globe earther, so to speak. What, is there any part of me that would like that, to go back and not take the ridicule, right? Yeah. Um, of course, like that would have been great. But that being said, the answer is yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would be nice, but no, um, you know, the knowledge of the truth will set you free. Yeah, where, where do you hope to see your community go? Where do you hope to go with this? Where do I hope to go with this? What's the destination? 
I think for me, the destination is we are not some random thought. Mm. We are not just an accident. Yeah. That there are, there is a purpose and a reason for our, our existence on this earth. There's a creator, whether or not um, he's close or not, like what, what I think he is versus what somebody else thinks he is, that there becomes a purpose. And so many people go through life where they feel like there is no purpose. And I just, my goal is to give them hope. Um, or the bottom line would be don't, I guess don't agree that everything that you see is true mm -hmm. without really examining it. So it's okay to go outside of the barrier, step outside the box, kind of be on the fringe. And we've associated that as being kooky and crazy and all that. And I think that's okay. Great. Well, Shelly, it's been great. Thank you Thank for being you, in John. the first what? podcast. This is the first? This is the first Jubilee podcast ever. Wow, that's awesome. You're on the... Thank you so much. You're on the maiden voyage. So okay. hopefully we, we release this and it was all not for nothing. Thank you so much. All right, guys. That should do it for today's episode. This episode was very much a pilot for this podcast. So if you enjoyed it and you want more of them, be sure to give us a good rating and subscribe and tell your friends. And if we get enough traffic, we will make a whole season of them. So we want to bring more unique conversations to your eardrums. So spread the word. I guess the last thing I'll leave you guys with is an invitation to have a dialogue, have a discussion with somebody who believes something radically different than you. Uh, see where you align, see where you differ, and see if you can enjoy each other's company. So yeah, over and out. See you guys next time.